check, check. One check. Show presented by Empire on PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. It's noon, it is June 5th. That is the sound of an ice cold Red Bull opening. Literally, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Fly racing. Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Fly racing designs its race wear to complement a natural rider's natural movements on the bike. No unnecessary distractions. Straightforward, no nonsense, function, fit, and style. Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, Jimmy Albertson. Just a few of the guys wearing fly racing debuting their 2015 stuff soon. Coming up, I think uh, our own Jason Thomas said it was be Redbud. Uh, flyracing.com. We thank those guys. And of course, NFAB. Proud sponsors of the JGR Toyota NFAB team with Justin Brayton, Phil Nicoletti, and uh, Josh Grant. For the tr- finest truck accessories money can buy, NFAB has you covered. From step systems and light mounting solutions to bumpers and Jeep gear, dress up your rig with the hardest looking, hardest working stuff out there. World class quality and uh, everything made in Houston, Texas, US of A. To learn more about NFAB, uh, visit n fab.com. Thank you, everybody. I'm Steve Mathis. Uh, 702-586-7857. Lines are already uh, filling up here on the show. We, we'll take your calls about uh, Hangtown or about Lakewood coming up this weekend. Lakewood National Round 3 of the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Series. And uh, haven't been that pumped with the series right now. We're seeing a lot of the same stuff, which is uh, surprising to us, quote-unquote, experts. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe Lakewood elevation. Uh, starts are very important at uh, – at, uh, Lakewood, hugely, massively important. Um, so we're looking forward to seeing who can get off the line there. and It could maybe uh, maybe be another raining blue uh, this weekend with the uh, with the Yamaha guys. Their, their motors look strong. Jeremy Martin, Cooper Webb look pretty good out there. And as we said, the uh, horsepower is, is key at, uh, at Lakewood. So we'll see what happens. 702-586-7857. Call in. Producing the show. Handling the calls, dealing with you people, cheering on Ryan Dungey, fi- trying to fix his microphone stand right now, struggling with it, turning it the wrong way, turning it the right way. The Tits Legendary. Tits, you okay? I'm you look, good now. You look rattled. Yeah, I, I didn't even pay attention to it beforehand. All of a sudden, I realized it was you know down what? at Devin chest Devin changes height. things, bro. The other <laughs> producer changes things. I think he's things. messing with me a little bit. I think bit. he is. I think what's going on. Uh, Ryan Dungey dominated this past weekend in Hangtown. Still second place, though. Did you say he dominated? But he, he, got he was second? dominated. He, he was, was dom- oh was dominated. He was dominated yes. this weekend. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was really hoping uh, GL was right. You know, at the beginning of the set. Did you watch the races yes. on TV? Yes. GL was like, I don't think you know. I think he's got this one, and 
I was I was right along there with them hoping, but not the case. Still, it's a, I'm surprising it's a Kenny Rocks and Ryan Dungey show right now. I'm very surprised. I'm not. Oh, okay, sorry. I, I saw this coming. Of course you did. Yeah. 702-586-757. Guess what we're giving away today? Something really good, I bet. Yeah, Fly Racing Bars and Grips, $80 value. Giving away some arrow tapered handlebars and Pilot 2 grips because Fly makes much more than gear, people. They make a lot more than gear, and uh, check out some of their accessories on flyracing.com. We're going to give that away to a lucky caller. Jason Thomas coming up, and uh, maybe uh, Michael Byrne, maybe David Pingree, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe it'll just be Weege. I don't know. We're trying to get our second guest lined up, so we'll see. But for sure, Jason Thomas will be uh, one of the guys um, um, there this weekend. Let's go straight to the phone lines and take a few calls uh, from some listeners. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. This is Curtis. Curtis, congratulations on being the first caller. I'd like to thank my sponsors, yes. you know, Yamaha, mm-hmm. uh, all the good people at uh, Moto Concepts. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Smart Top, smart top uh, got, covers. <laughs> smart Top. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got my uh, X-Brands, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you kind of just touched on it. Uh, do you think anybody even has a, a chance in the 250 class this weekend with Yamaha's looking so fast and that? horsepower getting robbed uh, at that elevation yeah really right their bikes look pretty good i mean look it's it's mostly jt and i uh went around and around with this um uh debate on one of our podcasts but i do believe it's mostly rider um involved in the sport and that's who makes it or breaks it so the, let's not take it anything away from uh webb and um uh jeremy martin um but they they've been riding pretty good but having said that um I think I think I think it's going to be another another blue weekend. I really do, Curtis. I think it, they're, they're, they look pretty good. Um, do you think Portel gets on the podium as well? Just clean sweep. Maybe, maybe he's good at that track. You know, a, a real key at Lakewood is your starts. Uh, you can pretty Absolutely. much you can pretty much pick out your podium top three, four guys uh, right after the first lap because uh, there's it's really hard to pass. It's hard to make up time there. It doesn't get majorly rough, so. Guys have a hard time making up time. Guys don't make a lot of mistakes on that track. So starts are big. And, yeah, look at the Yamaha guys. Right now, Purcell, I talked to some people in his camp. Uh, Purcell's struggling with his starts. He's trying to get to the bottom of uh, – he's been monkeying with his starting device a little bit. He's been trying some different tires, things like that, to get off the line because he did get a good start at Hangtown um, Moto2. But other than that, his starts haven't been where they need to be. So we'll see if he can – if the 377 can uh, – Get off the line, then he can do it, you know. But uh, yeah, because it shouldn't be hot either, so he should do no, well. No, yeah, it should be de- weather supposed to be decent. So um, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what can go on this weekend. I I still think, I I don't know if Martin's going to go one one and lead both lead every lap like he's led this year. He's led every yeah. single lap this year. Can you believe it? Um, I, I couldn't. I wouldn't have predicted that before, like everybody else. But he's showing that he's a man. Yeah, absolutely. So. But I can still see Martin winning this weekend, and I can see Webb splitting it. Or I, I don't know yeah. who's going to beat them. I, I really don't know who's going to beat the Yamaha guys. So and one more little quick question: If yeah. uh, if Porcel does do well this year, do you think he'll do Supercross? And for which team, or stick with what he's got? He says he wants to do it. He gave an interview. He said he wants to do 450 Supercross. Uh, oh, 450s. Okay. Yeah, 450 Supercross. He's uh, won two titles, so he's pointed out of the 250 class. Um, okay. But you know what? Look at all these guys that are signing right now. Look at there's still guys like Weimer and Brayton and Hahn still out there. The number of rides are dwindling down. Um, we basically have four out of the five teams set, four out of the five factory teams set right now. 
So I don't know what he's going to get. You know, he's always been a guy that doesn't want to ride for free and doesn't want to and wants to get paid what he feels he's worth. So I don't know how he's going to get a ride, but who knows, man? You never know. All right, Steve. Well, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thank you, Curtis. Appreciate it, man. Pre- uh, awesome. Uh, Raining Yellow, what's up? Hey, did you see me on James's Twitter and Instagram? I did. I did. That is, that is pretty cool. No, it's a, it's real classy of James to do that. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's pretty cool for him to do that. And um, I think it's cool. Yeah, he he uh, he likes his raining yellow. So hey, no, that uh, my whole family, everyone, friends are all pumped. So huge shout out to James. That was that was absolutely awesome. But uh, what about what about when do I get some credit for coming up with the the term raining yellow? When do I get? You know, you've made raining yellow possible at all. It all you're the root of all. Uh, oh great! Of all the. Uh, credit there steve absolutely. all right so all of you internet stalking weirdo fans i am your jesus you are the uh the mecca of, <laughs> of possibility oh that's funny um, but, um okay a real question not just uh right. not my typical uh game but uh have you heard anything about him making any progress this week uh no i haven't i don't i don't know yeah, I have not heard. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going on. Um, not sure what's going on with that. I, I, I don't feel raining yellow. I don't feel like his bike is the reason he's not winning. That is what people are telling me. That is what people are saying. There's like, oh, his bike's not set up. He's not doing it right. And I agree. It doesn't look great. Uh, if you watch his GoPro camera from Hangtown, he he is over all over the places. But I don't see. Absolutely. I don't see him making up all that time on those guys uh, via some bike changes. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, hey, I'm I'm hoping for the best, and uh, you know, I, I guarantee a podium both motos this weekend. But on a side note, as frustrated as James is, Justin Barsha's got to be absolutely pissed. Yeah, no one's really been talking about him. He had a uh, when he he got in. In front last uh, last weekend, the second moto, and just went backwards. Yeah, well, I believe he blew himself up. He was really trying hard to uh, to pull away from those guys, and I think once he got reeled in, that was it, man. He, you know, he rides that 450. He rides it so much like a 250F, and he does rev the right. shit out of it, and he's the, I think he needs to calm down a little bit. And I think he was so angry and so mad and wanted to sprint away from those guys that he blew himself up. But getting caught and passed by Kennard in that second moto, that had not – that was not good for him. He was not happy, you I bet. think with him going to JGR and he's kind of kind of over the bike, I mean, he's riding, but in the back of his mind he's thinking this bike sucks. I mean, that's got to be somewhere in his head. Know. Yeah, no, I, I think so. You know what I mean? I mean, they, those guys, the Honda guys say their bike is good, and, and Trey says his bike is good, although it needs a little bit of work. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if things start going off the rails, raining yellow in the next – three to four races, then we maybe we see Barsha uh, mailing it in. But that kid, he's got a lot of heart, man. He tries. He's got a lot of try in him, you know. So Absolutely. Well, I saw him leaving the pits at uh, Hangtown, and he was quick to get out of there. He didn't look too happy. No, no, yeah. He, I talked to the Honda PR girl, and, and she said that, yeah, he, he he could not have been any quicker out of his gear and, and, to, get, and to get out of there. So, all right, thanks, man. Thank you. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, thank you. And with that, let's bring in our, our first guest. Uh, he is the uh, fly racing salesman extraordinaire, uh, brand manager slash uh, international brand manager. I don't even know. He does everything at fly racing. JT, what's up? What's going on? We are giving away a set of arrow uh, tapered bars and Pilot 2 grips 
today to a random caller. Sounds incredible. It does, doesn't it? If you really yeah. want to get control of your life, get yourself some bars and grips from Fly Racing. Yeah, uh, I, I can go along with that. I don't know if that would be the, the perfect ad I would put together, but that's fine. Uh, I would. I just did. Um, okay. Okay, hey, so look, let's first touch on uh, uh, a column you wrote on pulpamex.com where we – Myself and you and uh, Swiss Corps basically broke down RCH. We th- we all know Kenny Roxon's going there, but there's no secret that their second spot is uh, is open. And they got Pike there right now. They got a healing up uh, uh, Brock Tickle that should be fine 100% for Anaheim next year. By the way, remember when they hired Tedesco, it was always like, he's just going to f- ride till t- t- Tickle's ready. Well, Tickle ain't going to be ready this year. So, uh, Anyways, you we made some points back and forth. And, and something that you said at the end was basically a lot of it times it comes down to money, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's <clears throat> no secret that Tickle had a really good deal. Um, he he was paid to be the number one guy at RCH, and, and I think he filled that role. Um, but obviously Roxon is that guy now. So if he wants to go back there, he's got to take that second spot, and, and that's always going to be a, a lower-tier paycheck. So I would assume that he's, open to that probably not excited about it but i i think he kind of wants to stay there so um I, I don't see a bunch of other options for him as far as a huge paycheck to go anywhere else so it's kind of you know take what you can get kind of deal it's still going to be a decent deal don't get yeah. me wrong it's oh yeah more than 99 percent of the guys in the pits but compared to what he was making i bet it's a lower deal hey, i'm guessing he's in the three to four hundred range right now oh yeah easy. yeah yeah I heard it's around five, but I, I don't yeah. quote me on that. That's yeah. just rumors, but um, well, it's kind of like the, it's gear and everything. So yeah, it's kind of like the uh, Justin Brayton, Will Hahn thing. I mean, it's no secret the JGR guys were saying, "Hey, Brayton wants a lot of money. He wants a big raise, and rightfully so. Brayton put in some good rides." Uh, yeah, and, and, I think he's lost a little bit of that leverage, but well, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he still wants it. And according to people I know, Will 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 Hahn was like, "I'll sign your deal right now." You know, yep. I'm, I'm happy. So it's it's definitely. It's not always about, hey, this guy beat this guy, and look who got the ride. It's so many more things than that. Always. Uh, yeah. Variables are highly uh, underrated, I think, and, and when people talk about who's getting what ride, uh, there's friendships and loyalty and money and uh, personality and just there's so many things that go on behind the scenes that end up in who gets where. Yeah, no, absolutely. Don't, and what do you think about um, the chances that it is – it does boil down to Tickle and Pike for that second spot. If if Pike continues to perform, and I think through four, four motos, RCH has to be very happy with him through four. Um, it's early. But. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I don't know what promises they made to Brock. You know, I don't know that. Um, the, the word that I know they've told Weston is that he has a very good chance at it if he performs, so... Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what would be the deal breaker there. Uh, that's kind of why, where I was leading in with the money is, is Brock willing to sign for the same deal that Weston is? Yeah. You know, I I don't know. So, well, uh, it's tough. And and as far as I think results, I mean, I'd love to see what, what Pike could do with an off season of being set, settled, knowing what's up, you know, maybe you can do better. Yeah, which I don't think he's ever had (laughs) that much. Right. He's never had much that much time or or ability to prepare like he would. So yeah, um, that's that's a little bit of something in his favor is no one really quite knows where the ceiling is. You mm-hmm. know, I'm sure he's approaching it, but where where does it actually stop? Like this is your max potential. Um, I think we've 
we've gotten close to seeing that from Tickle. I think he can be, if every if the stars are aligned, he could be right on that podium cusp. But mm-hmm. I think Weston can too, and uh, I think that's a little bit of a question mark is, you know, can he even beat those guys? Cause, and heat races he's shown. I mean, he's not scared of those guys. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's interesting just to kind of weigh all the factors. And, and like I said in the article, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. 702-586-7857. you got a question about uh, – about Lakewood or, or really about, about Hangtown or anything else. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks, guys. Steve, JT, how's it going? Good. Thanks for uh, for calling the show. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Um, everybody's talking about who is going to beat these star racing guys, yes. and I actually think if at any possibility, it's probably going to be themselves. The obvious one would be crashing out. But one thing that nobody's talked about is these guys haven't been to elevation with that bike yet. And I was looking for you guys' opinion on that. Um, True. They have not been with that bike. But, I mean, everybody has been up there and knows what's going on. The motor builders know what's going on. They know what ignition curves to put in. I, I wouldn't – I get what you're saying, uh, Ryan, but I don't, th- I, wouldn't, I don't think it matters. I mean, they'll, they'll know what to do. So. How about JT? I don't think it's going to be a huge deal because I know with the Yamaha 450, they've had some experience. Yamaha, and they'll have knowledge to draw from with the reverse motor and all that kind of stuff. So I think the, the 450 experience is, is something they can draw from. And I know it's not exactly the same thing, but typically with that, that design they have, it's the same uh, basic theory. So Maybe the first practice, everything's not perfect, and they move some stuff around. But I'm, you know, I have confidence in the Yamaha guys, especially in the engine department. They've proven that uh, they kind of know what they're doing. So I I just don't see it being uh, a reason that they win or lose. JT, I've I've heard that uh, they're still going to crush it. I think they're going to be pretty good. I do. Uh, They haven't given us any reason to think otherwise. JT, I heard that Dino Dino gives them anything they anything Purcell wants. (laughs) <laughs> I have heard that. I've heard that. Anything for Purcell wants, Dino Dan yep. uh, gives it to him. No, uh, Ryan, I don't know, man. Like, I keep saying, and like, sure, even if they have some slippage in their performances, Webb and Martin, they're still killing it. Like, how bad, you know, how far back can they be? Like, JT, can you see anybody just straight up beating these guys this weekend if they don't fall, if they, if they don't crash in the first turn, if they don't, you know, if they're anywhere in the top three to five off the start? I, I can't. I have to say yes, just because I. Man, you you want to hope it? Sounds, I still think that Anderson and Baggett have the, the capability of doing it. So, I, do yeah. I think it's likely? No, but is it possible? Sure, I, I still think it's it's possible. Oh, it's possible. Isn't this isn't this track kind of a drag race though? I mean, we've seen in the past that it doesn't get as rough as everywhere else. Oh, I don't know. It's well pretty damn rough, else man. To get in there, it's t- it? it's it tough. Gets rough. It's tough to pass on. It's tough. To okay. pass it's tough on. to pass on, yeah. but it gets really icy. Um, and especially if we get rain, which it's calling for, uh, it gets, man, it gets really greasy. That Colorado dirt does not like, uh, once it hardens up, it does not like water. So it's calling for, well, there we go. Uh, we, we have no idea how these guys do in mud, do we? Uh, well, they both raised nationals last year we, we didn't really have any mudders. We had high point one moto. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely a mud throws, throws it wide open. Uh, we got Jeremy Martin, who's a Minnesota guy, and his brother's really good in the mud. So I would assume he's pretty pretty uh, efficient. Um, Cooper Webb, I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't ever seen him in that condition. But these guys are so polished now. I mean, they've been racing 
you know, all these national, amateur national races. And I, I just don't see it being a huge liability anymore. For, for sure. Do you, guys, do you guys remember, though, like going back several years and when Michael Essie was, was battling for wins in the 125 class, he was embarrassingly bad in the mud. Do you think there's, there's anything like that that's going to shift things this weekend? I don't remember it being embarrassingly bad. JT, do you? I'm trying to recall it, and I can't. I can't think of any time where it was. It was that bad. It wasn't uh, Carmichael and like Ricky's first couple of years. Were, were, well, you know what's crazy? RV, Ricky RV, turned into one of the best really, yeah. riders really ever. Really bad in the mud on, yeah. on his 250. And then our and then RC turned it around and became just crushing as we saw at Millville. Yeah, he lapped right. everyone in the mud. <laughs> right. Everyone on the whole track. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was very very strange deal. Hey, um, Ryan, do you Appreciate want some, it, guys. You want some uh, bars and grips? You know, I I would absolutely love it, but I don't have a bike right now. Ah, that's very kind of you. You could have taken it and sold it on eBay. I like the I like the ethics. Good job. All right, thanks, <laughs> thanks Ryan. guys. Thank you. Uh, Dave wants to talk suspension. Dave, what's up? Uh, okay, I got a question. Sure. Um, first thing. Uh, All right. Now, can you say James Stewart is the most talented rider out there right now? Can you can you agree with me? Uh yeah yeah it's uh, out of uh, out of all uh, riders. Sure sure okay now this is going back to money's conversation. I'm glad JT's on the phone. Okay, so he should be able to ride with bad suspension. You're saying right? I the whole crux of the argument I think Dave was that uh, I don't think the bike is holding James back as much as just James is holding himself back. Yeah, like. Like, I don't think that. Just like JT okay. says, I don't. I don't think that's the issue. James, I don't think is the issue. Just like you were saying, you know, I I just don't think that's happening. That's why I said, you know, I think you know another week or so he's gonna. Uh, okay. Well, last year, out. last year he was also the the most talented guy in the class, Dave, and he went three, 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 three almost every weekend, and those top two guys just yarded him. So what happened yeah, last you're year? Right, you're right you know, there, but I, I'm I, saying, I, I, I don't think he's yeah. I think uh, I think even if they fix his bike, he's he's not going to be with those guys, not right now. You don't, you nope. don't think that? I don't. What about you, JT? I think uh, Tim Ferry made a pretty good point to myself and Steve this week, and uh, I think the confidence plays a pretty big role. Um, whether or not James' bike is working perfectly or not, James, I don't I don't believe that James thinks it is. And that that changes his approach. He's not willing to push the edge, and and that snowballs into him just being slower. So yeah, um, I understand that. Yeah, not being able yeah. To whether whether his bikes whether his bikes good or not, I I can't answer that. I watch it, and it doesn't look great. But you know, it is it, it's really whatever James thinks it is, and whatever you know right. that that carries so much weight. The riders the riders mental approach and and right. their perspective uh, and confidence level. So. Um, I do think he has the ability, the ride, pure riding ability, to ride with anybody on the planet if if he you know feels like he's where he needs to be. So um, that's that's the thing I watch for is is watch his yeah. mental state and if if they figure things out or he perceives that they do, then we may see a difference. Yeah, because I remember on the interview from Glenn Helen, he said you know he he backed off because the suspension one, you know, he said yeah. I'm not going over the bars, you know. Yeah. If, yep. you, if you listen to some of his interviews, he uh, said, you, you, know, you could hear him in, on, on the PA uh, his post race interview at Hangtown. He still wasn't. He said yeah. at the second moto that it was better, and it feels like they're moving in the right direction. But there was no like, yeah. there was no sort of admittance by James that he got out road. It was yeah. it, it was a little bit more pointed towards the bike, and that's fine. So, yeah. 
Thanks, Dave. You, yeah, Thank you. You see on this first video, if you see the their you know their video that they do for the team, you know when he came back from the first moto, how he threw the goggles down, just walked to the motorhome. He was pissed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, hey, th- thanks, Dave. Uh, Michael, what's up? You want to talk some silly season? Yeah, I heard you guys talking a little bit about Brock and Weston. Yeah. Um, besides those two, it seems like even though there's a ton of deals up, it seems like everyone's kind of sorted out at least at the top of the, the grid. Is there anyone really left besides Jake Weimer, Brock Tickle, um, Mike? That- Brayton, Brayton, Weimer, Hahn, Tickle, Pike. You know, those are all five to ten guys. That's five, five, fifth to tenth place guys. Yeah, there's uh, still a lot of comp- Gerke, uh There's a spot open at BTO. There's a spot at JGR. There's a spot at RCH. Um, I hear Motor Concepts is talking to some people for a spot, like a 450 mm-hmm. spot. Um, am I missing anybody? Uh, there's a lot of 250 guys as well. Baggett. Yeah. Um, um, there's honestly, I think a lot of people are waiting on each other. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows who's going where. So, yeah. uh, um, I heard Justin Hill's deal KTM is done. Red Bull KTM. Yep, that is that's done. Is that uh, wow. the the TLD deal is done? I heard Zach Osborne to Husky. I think is done. Um, Davalos. I've, it'll I, be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, TLD and KTM. Like yeah. If, who they go after and who they, you know, they keep the same guys or if KTM has any direction, yeah. influence or what. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they could say, hey, look, at you. we get two spots. You get two spots. Yep. And yeah, also, that's, too, that's, um, are, you, are they going to go Are they going East Coast? Do we know? We don't know. So Right, yeah, I don't I don't know that that's been decided either. Right, so it should be interesting. That would have been, been my first question to ask if they'll do the whole series. And then maybe Malcolm Stewart on a 450 set case. Yeah, I don't know. Malcolm said on the podium in Vegas, I've raced my last 250 Supercross tonight. So I don't know if that means he's going to Yoshizuki or what he's got going on. Cause I think he just made his mind up. <laughs> right so there on the podium? Regardless of where he goes. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's out just of like... All those, out of all those top guys you mentioned, it seems like with what you're saying, especially with Weston Pike, he's got to seem like one of the most attractive because realistically, out of everyone you've named, that's are those second-tier factory guys kind of all know where they, they fit into the class. Weston, we haven't seen. I would imagine he'd be quite a bit cheaper than the rest of those guys as well. And, I mean, RCH, I, I don't see them taking Brock Pickle over him. The only thing I would think Brock Pickle could do is maybe on a promotional side, I'll, I'll do Weston because Weston's a little rougher, shall we say. But they got Ken Rockson for that job now. I- I think uh, Weston has a lot of fans, SoCal guys especially. He's big. He's got a lot of like people that love to see a guy who got off Privateer Island. You know what I mean? He's exactly. got, he's got fans. Um, exactly. We don't need another pretty guy. You already got rocks for that. Uh, yeah. Tickle, the, Tickle's results were pretty good though. If they you were. go back, I mean, they were. If, if yep. they're not, they weren't. Wouldn't be hiring Tickle just for another guy. I mean, no, he, he was. He was pretty good. He was. He turned it up this year compared to last. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Tough to say that because he probably had his best year ever this past year, mm-hmm. but. I would take if all those guys. Hey, uh, Michael, if all those guys are open, and 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 they're all making the exact same amount of money, I'm taking Brayton first. He's my number one guy off the board. Now, like JT said, loyalties, money, friendships, uh, backdoor deals all come into play when you hire a guy. But if everything's equal, I'm taking Brayton right now. Maybe, well, maybe it's funny. It's year, funny that you. If you're talking two years, I think maybe Will Hahn might be a better spot. I'd say he performed just as good as Brayton before he got hurt. That's absolutely not true. Yeah, no way, Michael. <laughs> absolutely not true. 
Well, he got hurt early, but he he was in the top five quite a bit. Brayton, I know. No, he was in the top five once. I, th- I think Han. I think Han's won top five, Michael. Yeah, he got, he got fourth hurt. at Atlanta. Yeah. Oakland. Brayton almost won Phoenix. Didn't he get fourth or fifth at Oakland too, Will Han? No, he got eighth. But he was jumping the quad. Yeah. No, he was jumping the quad. <laughs> he was jumping the quad. Uh, all, all right. Well, hey, th- thank th- you guys. Yeah. Your no worries, man. See you on flying into Colorado to check out this national. Oh, it's cool. Right? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so hopefully I can I don't have to Twitter you and tell you you're wrong. You know. How no, happens. man. I think you'll like it. I'm telling you, it's it's underrated. It's it's, it's underrated good. round. It's a good yeah. round. I like the fact that I can stay in downtown Denver. So I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Uh, even Tits nodded his head there. Tits, you like Denver. I've only been to a handful of tracks, but hands down, that was my favorite one. There I've you been go. To. See? Tits is weighed in. Uh, Steve, uh, it's, funny, it's funny you said that about Brayton because I was asked the other day by uh, someone that's going to be hiring a rider who, their number, who my number one choice would be, and that was exactly my same answer. Yeah. I mean, uh, the JGR guys have told me, dude, he's 30 already. And I'm like, okay. Like, he's not 34. He's 30. Right. 30's fine. There's nothing wrong with well, 30. Results aren't slipping. So. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 30's fine. 31's fine. 32's fine. I, I, after 32, maybe you start thinking or whatever. But Well, I, I think you, you look know. at the results, too. If the results are slipping yeah. or they're, they look like they're you know, losing their skill set or whatever, then you, yeah. then you obviously approach it. But that would be the more determining factor than age, really, especially for a one-year deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Justin, what's going on, man? Yeah, um, I had a question about um, which manufacturer do you all think or as far as the manufacturers, what series do you think that they take uh, is more important to them as far as sales go of bikes? Well, super cost, yeah. But the only thing that I was thinking was that uh, it there's more hardcore fans that watch outdoors, and it's kind of more relevant to what they what amateurs ride. Yep, absolutely, no. I've had teams that don't do the outdoors. Um, it's a weird deal, JT, because I've had guys, I've had team owners tell me. That their sponsors, and I'm thinking about Brooks and Alan Brown, have both told me that some of their sponsors told them, look, we're giving you X amount of money. We do not care if you go outdoors. We do not care. Uh, you're getting this much money. But to me, and then I've heard, I've heard the flip side of that, uh, Justin, is that I've heard also to people say, hey, outdoors, you're getting less people there, but they all basically ride a dirt bike. They buy your products. You know, So there totally is two sides to that. Supercross has yeah. 17 compared to 12. More eyeballs, more live races, um, more people in the stands at the events themselves. But I don't know. I, I, I see both sides. What do you think, JT? Well, from what I, from what I've seen, there uh, a lot of the teams were under that same situation where you were uh, sponsors are basically just saying you know outdoors are not important. But I think as the economy has gone on a downturn and they watched that situation actually play out where teams weren't showing up. They kind of were like, huh, well, you know, it would be great if we had a team here this weekend. So then when that came back around for that negotiation again, they're like, you know what, we, eh, we probably should have you out the outdoors. So um, I think it sounded good in theory, but then when the sponsors are actually at the races and they don't have the team that they spent X amount of dollars on, they get a little bit bummed out. So uh, Supercross is definitely more important. I think that's true across the board for, you know, manufacturers, uh if it's apparel or goggle, whatever it is, I think Supercross just gets more eyeballs on it, and the, the show is better, the, the TV package is better, everything. So, um, but, but you do make a great point as far as enthusiasts. The outdoors is definitely a lot more enthusiast-driven. Um, I just think Supercross still carries more weight. There you go, Justin. Good question, yeah, though. Thanks, guys. Hey, do you, want to, uh, do you want to win a set of bars and grips? 
I'd love to. All right. Yeah, you won. Uh, Fly Racing, uh, Arrow, Taper Bars, Pilot 2 Grips, $80 uh, value. Thanks to Fly Racing for that. I'm going to put you on hold, Justin, and, uh, and Tits will get your information. Thanks, guys. I love you. I all love right. what- Thanks, thanks. Yeah, we love you, too. Uh, and Fab. Uh, you just hung up on him? No. So, you're so, he was so happy that you hung up on him. I put him on hold. I just put him on hold too soon. <laughs> uh, Step Systems, Light Mounting Solutions, Bumpers, Jeep Gear, JGR, Toyota, NFAB, Yamaha with Brayton, Nicoletti, and uh, Josh Grant. And uh, Fly Racing, of course, uh, we give away some aero bars and grips. They make much more than gear, helmets, and casual wear. Visit flyracing.com to view their full range of hard parts. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit, uh, JT, about some more 450 guys. Chad Reed, Glenn Helen was better than Hangtown. So what do we see this weekend? I don't know because this is a track that's been notoriously tough for him. Um, I, I think I think he would improve on a general, you know, <laughs> kind of general outlook. But I just don't know what to think about him at Lakewood because his results have just been bad there. Um, you know, I, I know he likes the track as far as you know how he feels, but it just the speed hasn't been there. Uh, so I'm a little unsure what to look for. I think you know getting good starts is going to be key, which he hasn't really done mm-hmm. uh, thus far. Um, and then just trying to build it and, you know, that's really it. Just improve on what he's been doing. I don't look for him to go out and win or anything or be on the podium just because his track record is not very good. But uh, just keep keep taking baby steps, you know, closer to the guys in front of him. That's really all you can ask for. Do you think he does? I think he'll do better than, what, did he go 11-12 uh, last weekend? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, th- I think he does better than that. Battle Frederick Norin. Battle. Both both motos. I don't think he battled with them. I never saw those two actually together at oh, any no, point. They did. No, I'm pretty sure that's incorrect. No, pretty sure it's not. Um, what do we? What do you think? Do we see this weekend? Are we 450 class? Are we seeing KTM guys again in some order? One two. I mean, what? Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm on board with that. It's going to be a long summer for everybody else. Uh, Fly Racing, Trey Kennard, though, 3-3 after two motos. And uh, like we said, we talked about Barsha a little bit. Are you in agreement with me that Barsha looked like – I didn't get a chance to talk to him, so I don't know for sure. Barsha looked like he blew himself up a little bit. He was trying very hard. Oh, absolutely. Um, not sure if you read my article this week on Racer X, but I kind of discussed that very thing where I just think he was trying so damn hard that no one could sustain that level. I don't, I, you yeah. know, I don't care who you talk about, Jeff Ward, Ricky Carmichael. It's impossible to sustain the intensity that he had for an entire <laughs> moto. So, unless yeah, I, he can find a way to calm down a bit and still go that pace, it's it's not looking like he's he going to win a race. Um, yeah, you know, I think his talents there, the bikes coming around, all, all the things that are necessary. He's just got to find a way to to go that pace at something he can maintain really he was blowing up berms feet off right wrist cocked locked wide open it was you could tell he was like i gotta sprint i gotta go um yeah and, and i think i think it's work. frustration too right on his on his level you know he's just so pissed off and and not happy about how things are going lately that that comes out in his riding so um i think strategically it probably is not a not a great tactical move but uh it's hard to reason with yourself in the middle of a moto when you see the yeah. lead right in front of you. You know, I was thinking about Lakewood, and obviously it's uh, the Dungey and Ro- Roxon and Stewart. Dun- uh, Roxon won last year. in, or to- Sorry, Tomac won. Roxon went 1-3 in the 250s last year. Tomac, uh, Roxon, Dungey, Stewart, 
I, obviously they're strong here. I was trying to think of another guy who goes well at Lakewood. I thought of Ivan Tedesco and Josh Grant, yep. but I don't see any of the, either one of those two guys, you know, capturing that magic back. But they certainly have put in some great rides there. I could see JG uh, being up front. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as he's healthy from last weekend, I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't hear much uh, what was wrong with him, but um, the temperatures the high the high on Saturday is going to be 63. So uh, if JG gets out front, I don't think fatigue will be an issue. Uh, I mean, you know, race time will be 60 degrees or something. Did you so. say rain, maybe? Yeah, yeah. They're they're calling for 30 or 40 percent. Uh, it's supposed to rain quite a bit tomorrow, and then 30 or 40 percent on Saturday. This so. is important for a goggle guy to check into. I have not done that. I would say there's a 90% chance you don't take roll-offs anyway. No, I do. I do. Um, I, but I, I, I need to look into this ASAP. Uh, okay, let's get to our last call for Jason Thomas uh, before we let him go here. Coming up with David Pingree. Uh, we'll put Michael Byrne off for, for another week. Uh, Dustin, what's up? You want to talk about Blake Baggett? Yeah, how you guys doing? Good, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I heard you guys talking about uh, rumors of baggage shopping around him and his manager. Have you heard of any teams that he might be looking at, or if it's going to be a 250 or a 450 ride? I, I, JGR guys said that he was shopping for a 450 ride. Um, I heard that uh, TLD, the new TLD thing. So what about you, JT? Um, I've heard uh, I've heard talking to Geico a bit. Um, I, I know that they could – you know, use a guy like that. I just don't know if it'll, you know, I'm not saying it'll happen, but obviously a veteran guy like that, I think they could benefit from. Um, but yeah, the, the TLD Husky or TLD KTM thing would be, you know, an obvious uh, possibility just because it's a new effort. Uh, the Rockstar Husky thing, I think there's a, there's a chance there as well. Uh, and then obviously if, if he really has his heart set on the 450, then all of the open spots are, are a possibility. He's got, if I'm him and his manager, I stay down, right? There's no way. He doesn't have any real results now for a little while to move to 450 class and try to get big money. Oh, I agree, especially yeah. with the year he's having. Right. He's got to yeah. stay down because uh, he's still eligible for Supercross and he's you know pretty fast there. And outdoors, of course, we've yet to see it, but he goes go out. So, uh, yeah. Well, his his only real chance, I think, of getting any value by moving up was to win this outdoor championship, and he's 50, 50 plus points down. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I completely agree with his Supercross eligibility and and his you know result, past results in the white yeah, class. He's got to stay down. Yeah, he can't he can't be looking for these. Thanks. Yeah, but with the, oh. but with everyone's con- with so many riders' contracts up this year, if safety stays down in two fifties next year, it's a one year deal. I mean, what what, um, what teams would he be able to go to next year with you know so many spots being locked up? Well, like we said, Geico, uh, KTM, TLD, KTM. Um, geez, uh, maybe that Husky yeah. team, you know? Theor- theoretically, Kawasaki will have an open spot. Oh, sure, I with uh, with Bill Poto's departure. Yeah. Um, oh, you're talking. I, I th- honestly, honestly, I think that you kind of have to look at that later because his value is so low right now. That that would be the paramount issue to me. Regardless of whose contracts or what are open next year, they could always he could always find a spot somewhere. But his value is just nil right now, you yeah. know, compared to what it has been in the past. All right, thanks, Dustin. Right, thanks a lot. Thank you. Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show presented by NFAB. NFAB now Justin Barsha's personal sponsor. That's really weird how that worked out. I wonder how they, I wonder how they met up, JT. I wonder how they like connected. That's strange. Strange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, thanks for uh, coming on, JT. Jason Thomas, Fly no Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. Western Power Sports, uh, just a, a massive uh, a global threat, c- 
coming over, taking over the motocross industry. Uh, appreciate you coming on. And uh, talking about me or the brand? The brand, not you. Oh, okay. Damn it. Um, all right. Thanks, man. All right. See you guys. All right. See you. Jason Thomas, everybody. Uh, Mark, what's going on, man? Hi. How's it going? Good. Thanks for calling. I was just wondering, um, if Mookie does slide into the Yoshimura Suzuki spot, do you think that's going to piss off people in the industry? It's a good question. Um, He's yeah. definitely a good second-tier rider, so it can't fault yeah. for that. Uh, did you see how James, for the outdoors, on the Yoshimura Suzuki, they have the seven graphics on there? Yeah. I think that's all you need to know, what's going on over there. I think that's James's team more and more. You know you what I mean? think the JS7 Entertainment kind of went away and now it's the I, I 7? Don't, I don't know, but I found that very odd that the OEM would do that. Maybe they you know, maybe they got paid a good chunk of money. I don't know. I, I, I tend to think that they probably didn't. And then so if they hire Mookie, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. I think, I think you're right. I think it would piss off some people. But, hey, that's the way these things, these things work. And it's not like Mookie sucks balls. You know what I mean? Yeah. So – so, yeah, we'll check it out. Uh, should be right. interesting. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right. Let's get to our uh, our next guest, RacerX Online. Uh, I think he's a senior editor or editor at large. David Pingree. Hi, Stephen. Hi, David. Um, how we how we doing? Good. Thank you for being on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Oh, yeah, this is fun. And you have NFAB bars on your Toyota. I do. Yeah, I do. I really like them. Good. Those guys are you guys make a fine product. N-Fab.com. Get the same bars as the David Pingree. All right. Hey, enough enough gossiping. Or let, let's let's get to the facts here. What is going on with uh, the TLD team? Are they going to KTM next year? Did you hear that? That would be news to me. Um, I would be very, very surprised if it happened, but it okay. doesn't mean it won't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think – I don't know what kind of deal they have from Honda over these years, but maybe it's just, a, it's just financially just so much better for them to go go orange. Well, we we talked uh, back in 2009 about um, Troy has a really good relationship with the guys at Yamaha, and at the time, you know, they were trying to put something together, and we were pushing Troy, hey, let's let's at least sit down and talk to these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard when Honda already has Geico, you know, that yeah, is their yeah. their their main satellite team, and so it's hard for them to come up with even more budget for a second team. You know, you're always just sucking the third tit back or whatever. So, <laughs> right. um, so for, from that aspect, it makes sense. But Troy is just very loyal that way. And he, he liked Honda as a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he wasn't interested in doing it back then, but yeah. All right. Let's talk two fifties a little bit. Anderson, Baggett, Bogle all have a DNF. They're all, basically two races behind these Yamaha guys. This has been a very big surprise. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> uh, this whole this whole 250 series is just weird. Right? Somehow I mean, somehow your guy Jesse Nelson, he's fourth in the points. I know. Right? I know. I I know. Uh and uh, Muskin's fifth, Porcel third in the points. Porcel has gone like uh, seven, five, eight, three, and he's third in the points. It's it's an amazingly inconsistent class, except for those two guys up front. Yeah, yeah, and the inconsistencies of everyone else is just as shocking as the consistency yes, of those yes, two. Yeah. How'd you like to be uh, Mitch Payton right now? What's going on with that? Those guys. It's 
This is not good. I I would hate to be anyone working down at that race shop. I think. <laughs> DNF for Baggett. Wilson's out. He'll have a good day, but, you know. Yeah, but not, I, I wouldn't say it was a great day for Yeah. For Mitch Payton. You know what I mean? He, he's not winning or up on the box. He's not real happy. Right. On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most, how surprised are you with these Yamaha guys? Well... I, I, I'm really blown away by Jeremy Martin. I, he just he never caught my eye that much. You know, like... Uh-huh. I, I wrote something where, you know, maybe if you, if you backtrack and you look and you think, okay, at the start of Supercross, he was so far off. And then he built from there. He, mm-hmm. he kept working, got a podium, got a win. Like, it starts to... You go, okay, yeah, well, look, you know, he's yeah. obviously a determined little guy and, you know, make up and, like, kind of yeah. makes sense when you look at it on paper, but... Just even last year, the races he did, I thought, oh, he'll be good, but he's not going to. Like, I literally thought there's no way that guy podiums at the opener. <laughs> right. Not not with Wilson, not with Baggett, not with, uh, you know, yeah. Purcell. Not, not with all these guys. There's just too many talented, experienced guys in there. Um, I I assumed that Cooper would be good, but mm-hmm. when I say good, I was thinking top fives. Yeah. Um, you know, in that mix. Like, probably one of the better new kids and. So, yeah, it's totally I, – I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. One, two, one, two, three. I, I, Ping, he's led every lap. He's led every lap this year. I know, and it's not like he's he's not, he's, he's killing them. <laughs> I mean, it's like Carmichael stuff from, you know. <laughs> right, right. It's see you later. And this weekend at Lakewood with elevation, the bikes look good. They're probably going to be as strong. I well, don't know if I'd see anything different happening this weekend. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, I, I think looking at those first two rounds and then yeah. looking at what this track is, I think you if you didn't bet on those two guys going one two, yeah. you're probably an idiot. <laughs> exactly. Um, what about Porcel? How's his comeback doing? We are two uh, races in. Yeah, I think he's doing exactly what he needs to do and what he wants wanted to do. I mean, yep. for not racing as long as he did. Yep. His ride at Glen Helen was good. You know, there mm-hmm. was that's a tough race to come back after a year and a half or whatever. And it is, yeah. Just jump into that melee. So I think he put in a couple of consistent rides, and then you know he got better this past weekend, landed on the box, and I think he's just going to keep getting better. I think uh, in the next two three rounds he's going to win. I think. Oh yeah, uh, an overall. An overall. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, I, he's got to, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I look at, I think Nelson, I, I mean, I think Anderson's better. I think Baggett's better. I think Bogle's better. The two Yamaha guys are better. But if these jerkies can't be consistent and keep it together, except for the Yamaha guys, he can be there. Like, I don't, I don't know how Nelson had a good hangtown. And by the way, good job on, uh, on, on the fantasy moto thing. I didn't follow your advice. I should have. You didn't. You didn't pick him. I didn't pick him. I didn't pick him for top five. I did not. Uh, when I look at Nelson and Muskan, they're fourth and fifth in the points. I still think Anderson, Baggett, and Bogle are better, but um, yeah, but doesn't matter at this point. They're 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 they are what they are. They're fourth and fifth in the points. So I mean, I don't I don't know how Purcell can can put it together, but man, maybe I don't know. What I, else to I say. think he's got more. I think he's got more in the tank. Um. He's just got to work his way into it, you know? Let me, I don't think we've seen the best from him yet. Let me get into uh, 
you a little bit on the uh, 250 Yamaha. What'd you think of that bike? You've ridden it. What what what'd you think? Yeah, in our shootout, um, we we everybody really liked it. Yep. You know, it was um, really really quick. Uh, I think probably, I think everyone would probably agree it was the best motor. Pretty much everyone would agree that. And then, uh, you know, it handled well. It turned well. It didn't. It was nothing bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was chosen by a lot of our guys as the top bike. I have to go back and look. I can't remember if the Honda or Suzuki. I think the Honda. Yeah, had maybe the same number of votes or something, but it yeah. was close. Yeah. So, you know, the interesting thing was, and we did a, a Yamaha 250F project bike, and um, I went to Dr. D and Enzo and Frenchy because uh-huh. I thought, I, I, you know, no one's done anything with this engine. I need to at least go to some Yamaha guys that have a lot of Yamaha experience, and they built us a, a pretty cool project bike that was, um, wasn't a full race engine, but it was it was, you know, yeah. tuned up pretty good, and, and the thing was a missile. So I think that's what we're seeing is that uh, that design there's is a great platform for them to really mm-hmm. build a good race engine. Yeah, it's a much-improved so. bike over their 10-year-old YZ250. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Let's get to uh, Hobo, Hobo Nick. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh in a hypothetical situation, if, yes. uh, so if Martin continues to kill it outdoors, I know it's it's still early, but uh, uh, he looks pretty good though. It, yeah, yeah. If he if he does this, and you know it happens for a couple years or a few years, and his Supercross doesn't really come around. I mean, I know it was terrible this year, but if it doesn't, you know, come around as strong as his outdoor skills, um, I'm assuming JGR has really got their eyes on him for a, for a 450 guy in the future. Uh, and I've heard of a, a lot of Supercross-only contracts. Is there any possibility of an outdoor-only contract uh, for Martin, or does JGR, if they get him, do they keep him around in Supercross if he's just barely making mains? Or what, what do you guys think about that? And have there been any outdoor-only contracts in the in the past? No, Ping had one. Ben Townley. <laughs> it happens once in a while, but I, I wouldn't worry about Jeremy Martin. I mean, he he did win the last Supercross of the year in Vegas. It's not like the kid can't ride him. Um, I don't know what the what the hiccup was at the beginning of the year, but he definitely got over it. And um, oh. uh, the kid can ride. I'm not. I wouldn't be worried about him doing well in Supercross. I I think uh, there's a, there's a good tie-in with Cooper Webb and the JGR guys. Obviously, he's a he's a South Carolina guy and 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 used to ride for JGR's amateur team. Remember that on a Honda, JGR was doing his motors and suspension on a Honda 150. They've always liked Cooper and his family and everything else. I could definitely see in a couple of years Cooper Webb making a step up. And, and who knows, maybe Jeremy Martin too. But there's a Webb-JGR connection like all day long there. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I they're looking pretty solid, it, it looks like right now. Yeah, I, I, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing that the uh, Star Yamaha guys have pulled this together. And it's good, good for them. They've been certainly beat down over the years. And you know may, we've definitely had our fair share of jokes with them, Ping. But yeah, it's good to see them winning. Yeah, hey, don't, don't lump me into that. You, you you bash on those guys hard. Yeah, but I think you were in with me on a lot of those bashing well, and laughing little, at it. Little, yeah. Not nearly as much. <laughs> no, no, no. But, hey, you know what? It's good, though. It's good to see every, you know, we've, Geico and uh, Geico and Pro Circuit guys have not um, made a podium too straight outdoors. So, <laughs> overall. When was the last time that happened? Right? If I wasn't so lazy, I would go back and look myself, but it's been a long time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thanks, Nick. All right. See you guys. Thank you. Um, your TLD, your old TLD team, uh, ping. Cole Seeley had a tough day at Hangtown, but he was pretty fast. Second, yeah, he was second quickest in yep. qualifying, which is, especially for him, he's not real good in qualifying. So um, I thought that was really good for him. And then just, just tough luck in the motos, you know. Yeah. A couple crashes and a bent, bent radiator that um, cost him. But he was actually lucky that second moment we had a pretty good get off. Yeah. So I think he was just happy he walked away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Still, I, I, I'm still big on him and his, 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 his outdoor skills through two rounds. He's improved. And he has to because we talked about him going up to the Honda guys. That was the one thing he had to work on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's doing great. I'm, I'm stoked for him. I hope he just keeps it up. And uh, uh, Justin Bogle looks like he's taking it up too. He got third at Hangtown the first, first, uh, first moto, and second moto was uh, going well too until he ate crap on that downhill, which I don't know. Alex Martin told me that downhill is notoriously dangerous. Do you remember? Did you ever race there on that schedule on that track? With it, did you remember it being at Hangtown? Yeah. Uh, the track was different back then, and the yeah. dirt was different. It was a completely different place when I used to race there. Yeah, yeah, that's true, right? That's a good point. Um, just the, there was nothing about it that is like what it is now. What do you think this weekend? Before we let you go, uh, Lakewood, are we going to see more raining blue and raining orange? I think so. <laughs> I, I really do. I don't see any reason why it would change. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Hopefully some of those other guys can get in there and get in the mix, but if I'm laying money down, it's on yeah. Dungey Rockson, Martin Webb. Is there any any one guy out of Dungey and Rockson that you uh, you would pick over the other? Like, they're pretty equal. Uh, is, is there one that guy that you think is favored? I, I, I like Dungey, but uh, yeah. Rockson may win more photos. Right. He's going to have, I think his bad motos are going to be worse than Dungy's. And yeah. That's going to be. That's going to be the deciding factor. All right, Ping. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, Racer X online editor at large, David Pingree. Uh, always a good time. Good to hear from you. And uh, yeah, thanks again, man. Thanks for having me, bud. Talk to you soon. All right, see ya. David Pingree thinks uh, Ryan Dungy, tits, could be the guy. And I, I tend to agree. I think uh, we've seen Kenny get a little more winded as the series go on. He's admitted that. I could see. I can see Dunge, you know, how do you knock Dunge off a podium spot? No, no. Um, I think this weekend that Roxon is going to take the overall again. Mm-hmm. But long term, definitely Dungey later on in the season, he's going to. Uh, Dungey hasn't traditionally done really well at Lakewood. You know, he's, he's done well, but not yeah, he's as a, well as yeah, other places. Right. So It's not one of his uh, dominating But, but Roxon usually does go pretty well here. So, But I'm, you just, uh, you can't, you can't count Dunge out no matter what the guy no. will just no he just can go fast and he gets a 10th place start he's still gonna probably get third mm-hmm. or whatever right you know especially right now in this field yep i really want to see some racing though i want to see some racing i'm that, not that getting would, that would be nice i'm not getting my money's w- worth wait i don't pay to get in but <laughs> i'm not getting my excitement value right now mm-hmm. i'm seeing guys crushing it and leaving everybody behind i agree i'm not happy wholeheartedly right Good job for Jeremy Martin and Cooper Webb, though. That Yamaha's good. There's no doubt about it. They're doing their job. And even that Anthony Rodriguez, he really hit his head at Glen Helen, and he's probably going to be out for a while. He started up front in Glen Helen, too. So that, so that kid looked, made sort of a, a neutral kid who uh-huh. we didn't know how fast he was. He was still up front with that Yamaha. So 
forgive me if we've already talked about this. Yes. But, uh, I know you do, don't. Do, do I know you, you have, don't pay attention. Yeah. To shows. Do you have an update on Bogle? Because he smacked his head pretty good. Um, I talked to uh, I talked to Gago guys this week. Didn't didn't he didn't mention it? He didn't bring it up. I think he'll be okay. Okay. I said, "How's everything going?" Or whatever. He said, "Yeah, good." So he looked like he was pretty out of it when. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He, did not look good. He didn't. It did not look good, and uh, and it was a bad section of the track. To crash. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Cole Seely's crash was also very gnarly, but he was fine. Mm-hmm. Um. It, yeah. Going ahead on here, Fly Race and Roto Sixty Show presented by NFAB. Lots to talk about coming up this weekend in Colorado. One of the more underrated nationals of the year, everybody. If you got a chance to make it out there, head on out. Great viewing. Fly right into downtown Denver. Short drive. Although, for some reason, the airport is uh, 100 miles from the city. But that is because of all the uh, conspiracy theories about uh, what's going on. Is it literally on. 100 miles or are you, are you exaggerating? I'm exaggerating. Okay. 100 miles. <laughs> it's like, it's super way. far out it there. It is far. And they yeah. do that. And I don't know why they did that. But if you go on the internet and Google Denver Airport Conspiracy... And spend ten minutes, uh-huh. you'll hear some wild stuff on why it's way out I've there. I've actually done research oh, on that. Yes, for schooling things. Do you but, believe in that? Uh, I didn't get into the conspiracy theory part, but I had read, you know, kind of what was going on with it, and they had planned way bigger, you know, more expansion that actually ended up happening. Is no, no, no. The conspiracy it. is that there's things, there's rooms underneath the airport. There's there's giant government oh, monitoring okay. things going on underneath and around the airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, conspiracy theories are uh, it's it's uh, it's fun. It's a it's a great national, everybody. It's it's really cool. And uh, if the weather's okay, God, it's been hot. It's been hot there over the years. But uh, if the weather's good, it's it's a great track for uh, for viewing and going to. And uh, yeah, it's one of the better nationals, man. It's come around. They don't do it during the night anymore, right? No, no. That's been a few years. I didn't know if, if yeah. Thanks for thanks for. I like the night one. I'd been there. It, it was cool. It was really dark for the riders, though. They, yeah. The first year, a lot of them were sketched out. The second year, they brought in more, more lights, lights yeah. and it still wasn't very good. And, and then when you talk to David Claybaugh, the uh, the owner of the track, he said it was really expensive to bring in those lights. Oh, I bet. So those they, trashed, they trashed that idea after a couple of years. But it was certainly neat to try and certainly pretty cool um, to have that sort of going on. But I think it was cost very costly, and it wasn't that good. Guys were still sketched out on it. Yeah. I remember the one year in the 250 class, Oh nine, it was like a five man battle for the lead, and it was because the track was glass smooth because they for the lights they didn't want to have any. Oh sort yeah, of, they, they, they kept they just kept they just kept it grooming yeah. it because they're like, hey, we don't want to get these guys to get hurt. Well, it was the flip side of that is that you had five guys going wide open around a smooth track, which was cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not not saying it was bad, but it was just a different deal. It was a, definitely a different weird weird thing. So, um, that's it for the show. Fly race and Moto sixty show presented by NFAB. Thanks to. Uh, Jason Thomas and David Pingree for coming on. Lakewood this weekend. I think we're going to see more of the same. I really do. We'll see, though. We'll be back next Thursday at noon, though. Pulp MX show, too, on Monday nights. Don't forget about that. Fly racing. We gave away some bars and grips to uh, Justin? I think so. Yeah. Thanks to those guys. Thanks to Justin for listening. Thank you guys for listening, too. Appreciate it. Thanks for the phone calls, man. It's awesome. And NFAB, of course, proud sponsors of the JGR NFAB Toyota team. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you next week.